I'm Sarah, and this is the podcast version of my newsletter called Sarah by the Season, where I explore a little bit of everything that's on my mind as I try to lean into nature's wisdom and rhythms. Subscribe and learn more at sarahbythesseason.com. This week's newsletter is titled You Do You, Learning to Trust Myself. The developer that I wrote about a few months ago came back with a very slightly modified proposal that he presented to the Planning Commission last night. It's no accident that he waited until late February in Indiana in the middle of a holiday week, I'm sure. We neighbors were much better prepared this time. We split up our complaints ahead of time. We strategized about which issues should be brought up in which order. We had an attorney. The planning commission members barely listened to our issues, cut us off repeatedly, but didn't enforce any time limit on the developer, glossed over our questions, and voted six to nothing to move forward with the development as is, which will be a disaster for our surrounding ecosystem and watershed, to say nothing of the infrastructure impacts on roads and schools. It was one of the grossest things I've witnessed in real life. Also yesterday, the Indiana Senate Education Committee passed an awful anti-CRT type bill that you've been hearing about all over the country. Later today, I have to go to my local library to support the librarians because anonymous people are demanding that they ban books. Then I woke up this morning to the news that Putin was bombing Kiev and invading all of Ukraine, threatening nuclear war to any who stand in his way. Obviously, my frustrations pale in comparison to the world seemingly on the brink of World War III, But, as I often say, two or seven things can be true at the same time. It seems like everyone around me is facing similar heaviness and exhaustion, especially as we approach the two-year anniversary of the pandemic. I don't know what to tell myself, let alone anyone else. But I do know that it's important to feel our feelings and name what is. I've also been learning that there are some things that work for me better than others, and that I have to figure out what works best for me, not anyone else. I woke up today at 3 a.m. writing angry emails in my head and couldn't go back to sleep. When I get angry, I feel like I'm almost filled up to the brim with energy. I can't sit still. I have trouble concentrating. After Grant and the kids left for school, what I really wanted to do was take Wendell for a long walk or maybe go back to bed. But instead, I got out the kettlebells, put on some very loud music, and lifted heavy things for a while. I've been learning and relearning, it takes me a while, that I don't always act in my own best interest. So even though a walk or a nap sounded good to me, what was best for me today was to lift something heavy for a while and yell along to some raging music because I needed to get in my body, feel the anger, and let it move at least a bit. The nap or a walk wouldn't have been bad choices. They just wouldn't have been as good of choices. It's taken me 40 plus years to figure out that the best thing for me when I'm pissed off is to lift heavy weights and have a good sweat. When I'm sad, journaling, cooking, and snuggling are my go-tos. When I'm stressed, I always feel better after a nap or yoga nidra. When I'm overwhelmed, I like to get lost in a book or a good show. When I'm confused, a walk outside, preferably with Grant or a friend, to verbally process. When I'm anxious, some breath work, comfort food, or just getting outside helps. But I don't want you to read any of those things, or hear them, as prescriptive, because they are a list of what works for me in this season. I'm not saying that any of it should work for you. I'm trying to say that you do need to figure out what works best for you in various situations. It will take experimentation and it requires that you build some trust in yourself to tune into what works best for you instead of what works best for everyone else. It will change depending on what season of life you're in. Social media especially is full of morning routines that no human could consistently accomplish. Glamorous looking workout routines shared by people who get paid to work out. Perfectly plated meals by people who get paid to develop recipes and a long list of other shoulds flawlessly curated, usually in hopes of you buying something. I'm not saying that you should get off social media, you do you, or even that the people selectively curating their lives should stop what they're doing. I do it, of course. 
But we should definitely be honest with ourselves every time we get on these platforms about what is actually going on. Living seasonally has taught me that I'm not always the best judge of what is good for me, at least in the near term. I don't like other people telling me what to do. I love life and food and celebrating. Generally, sobriety, in the original sense of the word, is not my strong suit. I'm an Enneagram 7 after all. But I have lived long enough to know that I also can't just go around pursuing pleasure all the time. Living in tune with the seasons isn't always terribly convenient, but the benefits so far outweigh the costs that I've seen after 15 plus years of trying to live this way that it is so much better for me physically, spiritually, emotionally. We all have different and particular strengths and struggles, and so of course we all require different solutions. It is probably helpful to read and hear about someone else's solutions, but we need to do a better job of tuning into our own needs instead of assuming that there is a one-size-fits-all solution for pretty much anything. And we also need to stop listening to teachers of any stripe who tell us that there are one-size-fits-all solutions and that they have them. Instead, listen to teachers who are constantly reminding you to tune inward, to see what aligns with your values, to trust yourself. More than ever, we need to care for ourselves in the ways that work best for us. When we trust and care for ourselves, we have a better foundation to do the work we're here to do, which for me, right now, in this season, looks like calling state legislators, writing letters to the editors, and showing up to boring-ass meetings. Thanks so much for listening. If you know of someone else who might like this sort of thing, I would love it if you would share it with them. Subscribe and learn more at sarahbytheseason.com. Cheers to tuning into what works for you in the week ahead.